0: Welcome to The Approach, an FCAP podcast where we explore how airline workers can approach their faith. This is season one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the FCAP podcast. My name is Chris. Today, it's just me. No, uh, no one else is recording this podcast with me. We're deep in the middle of our spiritual disciplines uh, series in which we're going through all the different spiritual disciplines. Uh, through the lens of uh, the book by Donald uh, Whitney. However, today is not that day. Today is a Selah day. What do I mean by that? Today, we're just going to take a pause and I have a word that I would like to share with you. I've been reading a lot of Christian theology and philosophy for a long time. And I've done the best I can to will myself to do the spiritual disciplines to pray and to read and to fast and do all the things that I'm supposed to do because I'm supposed to do it. And I think there's something that's beneath the spiritual disciplines series that we need to talk about. Something that I've learned over the long term of being a Christian. You see, oftentimes we talk about the spiritual disciplines as if there's something we should will ourselves to do because it's the right thing to do. And we talk about this so often in life. Do it because it's the right thing to do. And if you like it, it's probably wrong. Do all the, like, stay away from all the bad things that you want to do and do all the things that you hate so that people and God will like you. Oh, my friends, this is not the message of the scriptures. This is not the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is what John Piper would call Christian hedonism. Let me explain what hedonism means for those that don't know. Hedonism is a basic philosophy that says, eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Life is about pleasure. Let's try and get as much pleasure out of life as possible because life is ultimately meaningless. We're going to die. Piper likes to flip that on his head. He likes to say, you know what? The scriptures are about Christian hedonism. Which means, yes, we should take the maximum amount of pleasure out of life, but not because tomorrow we die. Because the highest pleasure in life is God himself. The highest pleasure in life is God himself. And I don't know about you, but I have sought a lot of pleasure in my life and I've done things that I'm not exactly proud of uh, that And to be fair, I know that uh, if you listen uh, to this podcast, you might think that we're super Christians or that we have done everything right. And I promise you, if you just lived around me for one day, you would find that's not true. And throughout my life, I can tell you that nothing in the realm of pleasure comes close to the exceeding pleasure of knowing Christ my Lord. You see, when we seek pleasures... Outside of God, they always come with strings attached. There's always a morning after, there's always a hangover, there's always a bit of guilt or an inner monologue that kind of keeps you from enjoying it the way you ought to enjoy it. And you know what's so funny about some of these pleasures? They take away from other pleasures. I can tell you that if I had sinned and I had done something that was against the Word of God, I saw the world differently. Let me see if I can give a specific example and be a bit uh, open for a moment. Let's say I viewed pornography. When I walked out the door the next day, I viewed women differently. I viewed the world differently. There was less pleasure in, in seeing the world around me and in taking in a beautiful day or seeing the ob- objective truth that a woman walking down the street is made in the image of God. She is completely and utterly worthwhile because she is in the image of God. You see, and that's just one small example. We can go example after example after example of all the, what C.S. Lewis would call the animal sins, the carnal sins, the sins that feel so good, the eating too much and too much sex and too much drink and just seeking those uh, those highs that uh, those chemicals might give the body. But Ultimately, I found that they always actually, in aggregate, reduce my pleasure in life. But there's something, guys. There's something about the exceeding pleasure of knowing Christ. Everything becomes more beautiful. The sky is bluer. My work becomes more interesting. The people I work with become more valuable to me. It, there's something about seeking pleasure in God that enhances every other pleasure It's a it's a fascinating concept. And I hope that you can see that once you once you actually take this paradigm, this way of looking at the world, and you see the the scriptures, and you start to really grab onto what Jesus is saying, it just illuminates it in a whole new level. You know, sometimes we commit the sin of reading Jesus through the lens of Paul, or reading Jesus through the lens of Peter, or through the lens of our our pastor. But if you just read Jesus as Jesus and see what he was saying it becomes so beautiful i'd like to read through this lens i'd like to read a, a parable if i may if i may excuse me i got to be honest this parable is never my favorite every time i read it in matthew i thought oh, okay i got it very simple message but now that i read it through this lens it is always so beautiful matthew chapter 13 verse 44 from the esv The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Mm. One verse. It's a parable of one verse. And I remember thinking, okay, yep, God's more valuable than everything else in our life. Got it. Guys, really think about this. Is Christ your treasure Not your job, not achievement, not money. You see, we always seek these things because we think it will bring us an end. We seek money because it will give us safety or pleasure, or we think that uh, a certain status in our job will give us fulfillment, will make us feel good about ourselves, will make us feel like we're somebody. Those things are always a means to an end. Once we understand that we should just cut out the middleman, Cut out the means and get straight to the end. You see? God is our treasure. the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that we found, and that everything else we sell. it doesn't even matter because we're in our joy, the, the, the scripture says that in his joy he sold it all to have that. And, and so often we kind of see our relationship with God as the most selfless, selfless thing that we do in our day. okay, I've got to give God my worship. I got to give God my prayer. I've got to give God my fasting. I have to tell people at Jesus because He's supposed to. Uh, we're supposed to do something like that. Man, what an unbiblical concept! Your prayer time in the morning should be the most selfish thing you do all day. When you come to God, I want you to come to God selfishly. I want you to come. With your hands, hands empty and your hands out. And say, God, I need happiness. I need joy. I need peace. So often we think of pleasure as a dirty word. We think of, like I said before, sex or food or alcohol or money, especially in abused context. We think this is something to be afraid of. But I'm telling you, the problem is not that pleasure is bad. The problem is that these are lower pleasures. They are fleeting pleasures. They're like, again, Jesus uh, spoke to the Samaritan woman, and he was saying, I can give you water that flows up out of your life unto eternal life. He said, this water, you'll drink, and it's fine, but it's just, you're going to be thirsty soon after. All the pleasures of life, you'll, you'll drink of, and you'll be very soon thirsty thereafter. But there's a highest pleasure in this life that is a well of living water that flows up and it just keeps going until you finally stand before God and your pleasure is complete. Christianity is not the avoidance of pleasure. It's experiencing pleasure in its highest form. Or maybe better said, it's seeking pleasure in its highest form. We do the spiritual disciplines not because we should, not because we're supposed to, not because God will like us if we do it. We do it selfishly. We do it because we're seeking the highest form of pleasure known to man, and that is God himself. You know, it's funny, if you come to God for happiness, you come to God for joy, you come to God for peace, he'll give it to you. And if you keep coming to him, one day you'll realize He wasn't giving you this random thing called peace, this random thing called happiness. He was giving you himself. Nothing is a higher goal. There's absolutely nothing, my friends. And the scriptures command it over and over and over. And some of the people that we love most in scripture talk about it. Psalms chapter four, verse seven. You've put more joy in my heart than when they had than they have when their grain and wine abound. Sorry, I'm a poor reader right now. You've put more joy in my heart than they have when grain and wine abound. (laughs) He's saying, no matter how much I eat or how much I drink, there's nothing that compares to the joy I have in God. Again, the psalmist says in uh, chapter 16, verse 11, you have made known to me the path of life. In your presence, there's a fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Oh, my friends, please seek God in the scriptures and see from this perspective. God isn't telling you to sell all you have and do this thing you're supposed to do because it's not fun and just do all the things you don't like. And one day, if you're unhappy for long enough, you'll stand before God and he'll like you. No. You get rid of those things in your life because they separate you from a higher pleasure. This is not something that is free, just like the parable said. The man had to sell something to go buy that field that had the treasure in it. We have to sell things to buy that treasure. You can't have both. It's not running away from those pleasures because you like them so much and do the things you hate. It's... Getting rid of the lower pleasures to seek the highest pleasure, which is Christ. I want to say it one more time. Your quiet time, your prayer life should be the most selfish thing you do all day long. You should go to God with an expectation of receiving something from Him, namely Himself. It it blow it, it uh, boils over into everything. We think about worship. We don't show up to church and we worship God because he ought to be worshipped. Imagine if you took your spouse out on a date because you ought to do so. No, you take your spouse on a date because you love their presence and you're so excited to do that. I I really like this quote from C.S. Lewis. Piper uh, records it in his book. It's uh, in the weight of the... Weight of Glory is the first few pages. Uh, In it, C.S. Lewis writes, If there lurks in modern minds the notion that to desire our own good and earnestly hope for the enjoyment of it is a bad thing, I submit that this notion has crept in from Kant and the Stoics and is no part of the Christian faith. Indeed, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward, and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We're half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when the infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea, we're far too easily pleased. My friends, it's time to trade in our lower ambitions, our lower ambition for pleasure, and trade it in for a higher ambition and pleasure. The pursuit of joy in Christ is the most ultimate thing that you can do. These spiritual disciplines that we're talking about are not meant to help you do what you hate better it's to help you seek the highest pleasure, which is God himself. In fact, one could argue that that is the essence of saving faith. You see, in, in the American, uh, American um, Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson wrote this really uh, brilliant thing, this everybody's entitled to life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You see, the pursuit of happiness is baked into the human desire. It's not wrong. The problem is, is that we're too easily pleased. We find lower happiness in silly things. The pursuit of happiness is good, but the end of the pursuit of happiness is God. Listen to your human condition. Seek the ultimate happiness, which is the highest good, which is God himself. Piper also talks about uh, the, the greatest sin we have is exchanging the glory of God for something of lesser value. I really like that idea, especially when you combine it with C.S. Lewis's concept of let, let someone else argue about what is sin or whether candles are right or teetotalism are right. He said, don't you see there's no answer? Anything that keeps you from God is sin. Anything that pushes you towards God is good. We spend all this time arguing about what is sinful, what isn't sinful, but if you just look into your heart, does this make me more like Christ? Does this push me more towards God? Is it helping me take my highest joy in God, or is it inhibiting my highest joy in God? That's all it is. So let, let's put aside all the debates for a moment. It's great to, to talk about philosophy and politics and how do we reach people in the, in the world and how, how do we go and do these great things that we feel that we're called to do. and Those are fine. I'm not saying that you ought not do that, but let's take a Selah. Let's take a breath. Let's remember. This is all about one thing, being selfish finding your highest joy in the person of God. All this will fade away one day. The only three three things that will remain are faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. When all the money and the work and the good looks and nice clothes and nice cars or house or family, when it's all stripped away, it's just you and God. No matter if you never led someone to Christ or you led a whole nation to Christ, it's just you and God. Nothing matters except that. I hope that you take this today, take a say law, take a breath, no matter where you are, and do something for me. Go to God selfishly, ask Him. Don't ask for the things in the middle. Don't ask for the middle things. Don't ask Him for money. Don't ask Him for health. Don't ask Him for all those things you think will give you the end goal. Ask for the end goal themselves. Lord, make me happy. Lord, give me joy. Lord, make me content. Lord, give me peace. And I promise you, if you go to God with empty and open hands, He'll give it to you. Slowly, but He'll give it to you. And you'll find all along that he wasn't giving you something random called love, something random called happiness, joy, contentment. All along, he was giving you himself. I hope you have a great week.